Welcome back to the Delia Dad Podcast here on episode number 73 on this Monday Married Man episode segment. Dad, we get to do it and you're wearing the Delia Dad tie today. So Woo-hoo. it's really fitting that you guys, you get to, I need to get my tie. But <laughs> nonetheless, Dad, episode number 73 here uh, in the comforts of our home. Yeah. My first home since I've... I've had numerous now. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I was looking back as I was driving in. Um, I had a reminder of the Facebook story that told me about, hey, remember when the roof fell? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's sidetracked. But nonetheless, we're here. And uh, luckily, the roof is intact here at our house. So how are you, Dad, first of all, before we start? Well, doing good, doing good. And, and moving forward, uh, thank you for helping us. And of course, trying to catch up. We're still behind. As this um, number 73 um, for Monday, um, April the 25th of 2022. And um, we're here to continue with this uh, podcast today. And and hopefully um, it will be a rewarding experience uh, to someone. So how rewarding will it be? What are we going to be talking about today? Well, I think that um, I want to take the, the, the marriage partnership aspect. You know the marriage partnership, mm-hmm. and um, I've taken just just a little bit, you know, very very little, from the. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I believe it's under the the number forty eight from the pastoral constitution of the church in the modern world when it talks about the the richness of the marriage itself. And mm-hmm. since today, you know, this particular podcast is Monday Married Man. Um, that that emphasis on marriage partnership is huge, and I want to I want to share a little bit about that. It will be short, it will be short, but very precise. So, and it's a good it comes at good timing as we are um, following up last episode with Becky and Don that they were here. We right. had a chance to to interview them and just kind of talk about their own marriage and how they came to be and their their little bundle of joy that they await that, that we all await. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's a good segment, a good segue as well uh, into diving into these two aspects. And so, enlighten us, please. Okay. Well, the first thing I, I need to start with is a little bit about um, Scripture itself. Um, this is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 19, verse 6. And, and basically, um, it, it talks about uh, the reality of the man and the woman who, and in, in under scripture reference, are no longer two, but one. This reality um, many times is not very much digested well with a lot of couples. Yeah. And one of the things that we try to do, especially in preparation for a marriage, such as the retreated precana, is emphasize the reality of that. And when it comes to my presentation that I normally offer on communication, the idea of it's it's ours now. It's it's no longer, you know, my wedding. It's our wedding. Mm-hmm. And, and many times we catch ourselves. Uh, it's my wedding. It's my wedding. Yeah. And no, <laughs> it's our wedding. When yeah. it comes to the two, they no longer, but one. That's one of the things that I've noticed, and I've actually I've actually heard a lot of couples and for what I guess for whatever reason we and, and forgive me brides but I hear more the brides 
talking the it's it's my wedding type mm-hmm. of deal, you know? And because we even feature her, you know, when you go to the reception, guess who's, you know, yeah, at, at when you walk in, you see the portrait of her, right? Instead of them, right? I don't know if it's a cultural thing or it's like it's a, 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 you know. No, by nature itself, um, which she should society, be highlighted. Yeah, she's she's very much highlighted. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and it's not a perk that I'm you know complaining about or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But then in reality, you know, subconsciously, um, we don't give each other you know their due place, mm-hmm. and their due place is that both become one. Yeah, and and on this marriage partnership, um, the idea behind it all is that. You know, the man and woman who are no longer two, but one, help and serve each other by their marriage partnership. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when we talk about um, help, um, you actually help each other out. Yeah. And, and at one point in helping each other out, because the two are now one, you're actually helping yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of think about it. Like very reciprocal. Yeah, it is. So, you know, in, in, in the essence of, of, of what help is, you know, it, it makes it easier for someone to do something by offering one's service or resource. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to helping each other out and you're helping yourself, um, you're emphasizing that the two of us are now one because... You know the famous term if you're happy i'm happy yeah you know type of deal so it, it also brings about another aspect and that is serve and, and, and serve comes from service and it's the action of helping or doing work for someone and how many times um down the line of marriage hun no, no tiraste la basura <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. or that becomes an arguable point that cuántas veces tengo que decir just tira la basura you know and and it becomes an issue because you're not doing your part well it you know we have to be careful with those things because then we're not really managing that marriage uh, partnership mm-hmm. and 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 the partnership is that both of us are responsible for it okay I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because you know te toca a ti because it's your turn you got to do it. Yeah. Sometimes um, some people are quick to adapt into the changes. Others take a little bit longer time. Yeah. And, and and that's part of knowing each other. That's part of the partnership. Mm-hmm. So marriage offers you that opportunity. And one of the, there's three different ways to kind of break down the, the, the marriage part, partnership. One is that they become very conscious of their unity. At least you have to become very conscious about it. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I start saying, you know, like, like for the couples that I tease them, it's no longer my credit card. No, dear. It's our credit <laughs> card. Yeah. Okay. It's no longer your payment. No, dear. It's our payment. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you, you, you'll hear the legal aspect that is being introduced and making sure that it's under your name and you're responsible. Yeah. All of those things are legally Okay, on paper and all things, we, we I understand, but you're beyond that legal paper. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. The legal paper does a, a big difference, right? Um, but you're you're more than that, and 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 that's what the sacrament entails to. 
mm-hmm. because God gives himself to you through you. Yeah, that's beautiful. He gives himself to you through you because of the reciprocated work and service that is being applied within the context of the marriage. From where did love come from? Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the source of love gives himself and it, it's through there that that God factor becomes a tremendous importance in this marriage partnership. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's no longer a, you know, um, two is a couple, three is a crowd. No, no, no. With God, he's the source of love. He's love himself. Yeah. We're using that part of resource. Okay. We're using that part of help. We're using that part of service. <laughs> We're using that part of offering. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we are part of who he, who he really is. He's a communion of persons. And, and that's been the unity mm-hmm. that he's been talking about, especially in the person of Jesus. Yeah. You know, in, in the experience of he saying that my father and I are one. And we've been actually, we've been reading that throughout daily mass during these days about the, the prayer in the garden. Right. We literally have, we literally just heard that yesterday. So it, it is important that we understand that that consciousness that there is unity that's the unity that brings us together mm. the second thing about this marriage you know partnership is to experience it with more deeply from day to day that means that me tengo que fijar I, I need to take note of what I say how I say it I need to take note of what I do and how I do it Because many times we're so used to being independent that we're not allowing ourselves to be shared or to share in. Es que si lo hago yo. That's selfishness. Mm-hmm. Okay? Es que si me gusta a mí. That's self- selfishness. I mean, es una, un egoísmo muy fuerte. Mm-hmm. So it's a very strong selfishness that that breaks apart that one. It really makes you two. How, how and because that's the thing like I, I've, I've heard it often and I've seen it and one of the things that I guess my question is how can couples better understand that oneness because especially for something that someone has done for a very long time in a very, very particular way um, and it could be anything uh, literally anything but then when it comes to the fact that now they're married that naturally in and of itself does change as to how it's done or what is done when it comes to anything you know anything particular just to kind of get over that this is what i've been doing this whole time or this is how i approach this this whole time um i guess how because that's the biggest problem now today because we're constantly fed selfishness we're constantly fed yeah. to be to increase your ego we're constantly fed to be uh thinking of you and only you even in the context of marriage nowadays mm-hmm. and so i guess what are the practicals to get to that because we hear the what we have to do it's just now how should we do it should we when, do it when your mother and i got married um obviously cell phones didn't exist okay. what a time and we wanted to do something as it, it was pretty much you know we, we got married on july the 17th um 1987 and in the month of june Um, there's some compadres that you know had a, a ranch and we asked if we could borrow the ranch because we wanted to have a one-on-one retreat out there in the nature 
Yeah. And we we borrowed this this ranch. Uh, they gave us permission. They gave us the key. We went over. We had this um, you know, about three hours uh, type of uh, one on one where we were far away from everything, and nature was all around us. We were there, there was a little cabin. There was a little um, garage setting and what have you. And, and we took you know a, a picnic basket to share a, a sandwich. Right? And um, it gave us the opportunity that within nature, within the experience and listening to the sounds of a ranch, okay, you could hear moo mm-hmm. from the cows and you could hear the barking of, of the actual uh, dogs and, and you could kind of um, assimilate that, yeah, you're, you're, you're there in, in a ranch atmosphere environment. Mm-hmm. And, and that element changes you. And one of the things that we wanted to do those three hours was basically talk about, you know, the inner me, mm. who, who I am, what I like, and, and, and to discover more uh, by asking each other questions like, well, I know that you like this, this, and this, and I believe this is your favorite thing, and, and we will start to clarify those things. So what we were doing in that, you know, three-hour personal retreat that we we did ourselves, we had the opportunity to discover and clarify more things about each of us, mm-hmm. and, and that became where we we bonded in in a sense of understanding better the likes and dislikes, mm-hmm. okay, but yet keeping in mind that. The other person was important enough for me, for me to make a change. Okay? Mm, that's a big. That's a that's a big statement. Can you say and, that again? And well, for, let me give you an example. Um, when we were talking about each other's likes and dislikes, and we learned from each other what really, um, you know, was very pleasing to us. Well, we we understood that, like for example, Raquel, your mom. Um, she would mention with such joy and you know an excitement about dances, mm-hmm. okay, music. Uh, that's been her life. But besides the music like that, the dancing part, mm-hmm. okay, she loved to dance. However, on my end, it, it was something that I wasn't a fan mm-hmm. of. You know, dancing. I didn't go to dances just for the sake of going to dance. Mm-hmm. I would go to dances and probably was to sell sodas and <laughs> and, and snacks, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Be part of this helping group. But to go and actually dance, no, never, no. But she had that experience. She even had a dance partner, a good mm-hmm. friend of ours, Juan. And, and she would share all of those things. And, and when she was doing that, I had to notice in her that excitement mm-hmm. that joy her her face you know lighted up on talking about dancing so to me i understood that okay she loves dancing she doesn't like it she loves dancing that's something that i if i want to see her like that happy i need to take her to dance yeah okay it's something that i have to work on okay because <laughs> I, I wasn't a very good dancer although she, she would claim i was but i wasn't okay but I yet, differ, but it's okay. <laughs> but the, the, the actual point of um, going out and dancing, and, and we didn't have that richness in our marriage of dancing, but when we did, I saw the joy of her. Yeah. And, and I would try, and if she wanted to go, let's go. You know. Yeah. But 
I learned it on that particular moment where we had that one-on-one retreat for ourselves. And, and that's where I say that that bonding of understanding each other, it's the delight to be able to help and serve that other person to the point of seeing happiness, in my case, in her. And, and, and then I had to experience and lift that up. Because through my marriage, our, our marriage years, my intention was to always be at her placing to be keep her happy yeah because i knew for a fact that if she had a smile i had one too mm-hmm. okay so that reality is to actually experience it more deeply into a day by day uh, even a day to day because you you kind of look forward on what you got to do mm-hmm. to see that smile to see that happiness to rejoice in that moment and finally the the, the third and last part about marriage partnership is the the intimate union of marriage this here has uh, two two very important points one when we say intimacy when we have the intimate union you know automatically in our society that goes into the sexual powers of things Mm -hmm. but intimacy is basically that strong connection of being able to almost feel the excitement and happiness that she's experiencing and and it's contagious yeah and you become a part of that well that intimate union that that experience the first thing that we got to understand that it it is as a mutual giving of two persons and and god has taught us that so much in so many different ways but it is us to see it to to become part of it You know, and, and the best way to kind of uh, give an example is when you go to communion. Yeah. When you become, when you go to communion, you know, San Agustin, San Agustin says, you know, you are another Christ. Not having two, but your experience of God himself. Mm. Because he's in you. Yeah. He's allowed that to happen. He loves you that much. Yeah. Okay. So for, for us to have that mutual given uh, of two different people, That is to learn from each other. And, and, and the same example I can give on, on her end. You know, um, she was not a fan of football. Okay? <laughs> yeah. She was not a fan of football. Yet she knew that, um, one, I could hardly see football because Sundays was so busy for me with youth ministry and catechism, what have you, that the whole Sunday went to church. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And she joined me. She also had her responsibilities of singing at three different masses as a choir and you know we're always sharing our talents to others to other mm-hmm. families it's the day of the lord it was totally his day i had no time to actually see a football game mm-hmm. okay but when she saw that uh, probably my excitement or the happiness or being able to enjoy a football game she started to want to learn You know, and even even to the, her, her last days, you know, you guys all saw this, that she would get excited for those same reruns, you know, yeah. the replay, you know, she's, mom, ya pasó, mom, no le hace, you know, <laughs> she, she, she was all into it because she wanted to, the way that I was sacrificing by love and wanting to have her happiness in the dancing, she wanted for me to experience that she was also enjoying that football and she had to learn it. Yeah. Okay. Something that she didn't like to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and and it is this moment, this this mutual giving for the two to become one. 
the other uh, point about this uh, intimate union of marriage is that the good of the children demand total fidelity from the spouses. And this is important because in our culture, no, pues ve tú, vieja. Sí, tú sabes que a mí no me gusta ese jale, ese pedo no me gusta para nada. Ve tú. You know? and, and when the husband does that to, to the wife, to the, to the mother, there she goes. Okay? Raquel decía, van a viudas alegres. Sí, van a viudas alegres. Because he is not, you know, coming in union with this. He's not seeing for the good of the children how important his role is to be there. Yeah. Uh, the selfishness of saying, I don't like that. Uh, don't bother me with that. You're, you're good at that. You're better with that. You go. Okay. Mm -hmm. like, you kind of represent us. Mm -hmm. And we have to be careful because this, um, because of the love of our children and trying to do this, there's only one party of the parent actually doing it. Not only is the child learning that method, that mom and dad can come together for this because he doesn't like it. So his like is stronger than my love for him. He doesn't love me that much, okay? Because he doesn't like to go. Yeah. So even the child starts to learn how to excuse his dad, okay? And, and, and it's sad because the other part is that total fidelity, okay? Total fidelity from the spouses require an unbreakable unity between them. That means, Casey, no, viejo, tienes que venir. Mm -hmm. Honey, you gotta come. He's your son. He's your daughter, too. But you don't like it? I'm sorry, but it's for her. It's for him. We need to be there. We need to be there. And, and when that happens, you know, there's a there's a awakening up of uh, each other on saying these are our responsibilities we got to do, and somehow, some way, both parties, the two, need to become that one yeah. to be able to hold that uh, marriage partnership, because it is easy to start separating because um, I already have my hat as a husband. And I, this bigger hat as a father or a dad, you know, uh, I got to wear one or the other. And it's, that's not the case. Yeah. That's not the case. Since the very beginning, the two shall become one. The two are one. That means that we need to learn also all these things that I am as into one. Yeah. And that's for the love of it. Because it's still love involved as a parent to the children, the children to the parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean that's that's one of the things that I I know for what we've been able to experience with you and mom is there was never a at least I can't remember ever a time where she went somewhere without you or you went somewhere without her. Of course, you know you have like when you had your trips or when mom had her her um, her engagements, you know, and obviously that singing the singing you know there's, there's some things that yeah naturally you have to you weren't together right because you had other responsibilities and or we were like too little and mom had to go sing or whatever the case was like we understood that but when it came to like the everyday life it was just we never saw that separation we never saw um yeah we just never saw you and mom not together and that was a cool thing because for us kids growing up that showed 
my my siblings and I we cannot talk about this that yeah you what you and had what you and mom have is strong real and beautiful and I wouldn't even say intimate and I guess knowing that as as you grow older to know that you took care of mom and that you loved her in a way that she always felt loved and she was always radiant with joy just with your own presence and it's like that's for me as as as, as a son and an, as as a man like that's that's the type of love you want to give later on in life like you you kind of model that 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 love how it ought to be like and i we can tangibly see that cuz i i know i i kind of always I've shared it a couple of times, not, not in a, I don't know how to explain it, but how I tell people, I guess, was even though um, we didn't have these like sit downs, like, okay, you have to do this and this and this, kind of what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. um, which I find it really kind of come full circle now. <laughs> um, like growing up, we saw the example. And then now, I guess now that we're grown up, in our case, and you and I, now i'm listening it listening to all these things that were lived and are being lived unfold but now we're talking about it right cuz now i understand like now when you t- try to tell me this when i'm in middle school elementary like, yeah you know, you, it doesn't make <laughs> sense but like i guess that's that's my thing that throughout my childhood years leading up to like high school and maybe even college like we were able to see that love being manifested and we just we just lived it yeah and then yeah. now we get to like unpack the actual um what was lived and what is lived into a dialogue i guess if that makes any sense yes yes and and that's the thing we're talking about it but after you have witnessed it yeah and that's and that's a cool thing that you you can say these things and instead of like oh i'm going to say these things and promise these things but we have yet to see the end product so here's like al revés yeah where yeah. it's lived and i'm just recounting you the story of what you saw and like the going deeper and diving deeper into like the details the intimacy the um just the sacrificial love that exists between you and mom uh what you had to do for her for her to be happy you know whether it be the dancing the ice cream whatever it was oh, yeah. you know um and then mom with football and just being with you and when desiring to just to just be with you and it's like that's i always love this quote i think it's from uh uh what's his name he played for the royals um mike sweeney he said my dad gave me a an amazing example of who I needed to be and my mom gave me a beautiful example of the type of woman the type of woman I want to marry you know yeah. and just like seeing that in your parents yeah it makes the world of a difference and for us kids like it helps us to understand okay there's there's hope you know there's a right way to do things and that's what you aim for right but we i mean i have to emphasize that we have to be very careful with what you mentioned that in our society one of the things that is constantly right now um being you know um kind of <laughs> uh rub on your face is that learning to be that selfish you know in in our society and in 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 your rights and in in what you're supposed to be benefit from it and and that you know all this attention of being selfish because this selfishness has grown pretty much i believe um in what i've lived in the 61 years um pretty much out of control um yeah. 
it, it has gone beyond to where people feel indifferent um, to the needs of others uh, because that's not for me. Yeah. Okay. I don't have time. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Okay. It's their thing. Yeah. You know, and even to the point under the same roof. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even to the point under the same roof, we have this uh, selfishness. And, and I think that's where we need to start repairing um, the who you are, the who I am. Okay. In the sense that, um, am I doing this because of my own factor? Because that's exactly how we've been bombarded. All right. It's your choice, it's your will. It's mm-hmm. whatever you want, yeah. okay, type of thing. And and it's not all the time like that, especially in a marriage. No, it's not that way. It's not like that in a family. And it's crazy to recognize, at least for me, I've noticed that growing up, uh, at least the last, probably post-college, there's a tendency in my heart, per se, that wants to be selfish, because of like the selfishness that exists around me. Yeah. Like there's more of a um, contentment to just do what I want to do when I want to do it, you know, whatever. And it's, and it's crazy because I, I recognize that. Like, and we all, we all obviously through uh, original sin, like we, we all have that fallen nature. We have that inclination. We have that concupiscence where we desire things that we shouldn't maybe, or we want to do things that we shouldn't, you know, kind of like inclined to not so much sin, but just, being selfish about certain things and i've noticed that and i, and I you know i was wondering how how do we how can we switch it up you know to to where the desire comes from within like we were talking about yesterday how our the plan is to um instead of having the chance to go and aim higher to these bigger uh districts and different uh bigger areas and you know all these things like we you you mentioned how you want to cater to the Poor districts to like more, most, those who are in need, yeah. and it reminded me of just Christ, you know, go to the go to like the depths and like peripherals and just be there and be present, and like and, I, and when I was listening to that, I was like, where, how, where does that come from? Where does that desire to just be a gift of self for others? Like, cause I mean, I mean, I mean, I struggle with that reality but it's I feel like with you it comes so natural um, because of how just how we saw it with you and mom just how that sacrificial love was lived and I think that's what it boils down to that having that sacrificial love that includes all those components one of the things that um, your mom and I and in, in the society terminology that we were on the same page mm-hmm. um The reality was that we wanted to help others help themselves. And in helping others, it wasn't a hand down or or give them something to better themselves. No, no, no. We wanted to give ourselves to them. And in doing so, explore the possibilities of them realizing what they had in them. And perhaps they couldn't see it because they were blind to it not noticeable, dormant, whatever the case may be. But we wanted for us to make an impact to saying, Yves, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You have what it takes. You've had it all this time. All we've done is, you know, kind of dig a little bit and made it 
you know, more visible for you. Mm -hmm. So now you can do it. Yeah. And and when they would, you know, kind of capture that reality, then they would feel a lot different. And it's not about making themselves more important, uh, bringing out their ego or their selfishness, but no, the the selfless to be able to continue doing more all, mm -hmm. also for them for those that are around them yeah and, and the sharing of one another was pretty much the best way because they felt i wasn't alone mm -hmm. i'm not alone yeah. yeah you know how many times a lot of young people and and even friends of ours You know, yeah. that, that confidence. And mm -hmm. that's what we were striving for because this was the way of us becoming whole altogether. Mm -hmm. Okay? And we would say the same thing. Al cabo ahí va a estar, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, you know, they're, they're going to be there. Okay? Yeah. We're, we'll do this. Uh, they'll help us out. So it, it, it was a mutual, okay, giving of each other now. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to come back to that reality. Yeah. Uh, giving value on what we have not focusing so much on what we don't and we we need to stay away from the negativity that society constantly is, is you know always you know promoting yeah. and, and and everything is is a negative thing Yeah. Okay. Or why should I do that? I mean, that's not my thing. Yeah. You know, there's always that type of thing, and and it, it, it's harder nowadays. To be honest with you, it's harder nowadays. But nevertheless, God's love is still there, and regardless, we just need to make it more obvious. We need to be conscious of it and make it grow. And when it comes to the couples, this marriage partnership. Learn to love more your husband. Learn to love more your wife. Learn more from him. Learn more from her. Give each other that element that many times we're being lost, your time. Put away your cell phone. Put away your laptop, your your tablet, yeah. you know? And, and actually just celebrate each other. I mean, that, that's huge, all right? And, and I think that in, in, in doing so, we will start... Um, understanding that marriage partnership to a better level to where the family is going to be impacted positively on yeah. it. So I'm hoping that this very short segment um, will help us see that. I think it will. It's one of those things where once we, because some of us just need to listen to these things in a sense that we we might have an idea of what to do. We just the practical things and I think you mentioned a lot of things that couples can get started today to just start doing you know um, whether it be just at least have your have your daily five minute retreat or ten minute retreat daily you know yeah. sit down with each other avoid everything you know without the noise and just talk to one another um, maybe it doesn't have to be about things that you experience at work or you know like the recap of the day but rather just you like what's the state of your soul what's the state of your mind right now like what are you the famous says, you know yeah. we, we we talked about in previous episodes how important that question is like what are you thinking and yeah the more you give up yourself the more transparent your heart is the more you can see and i think that's a really you know 
I, I just I think it's an opportunity for couples to sincerely, to sincerely give of themselves for the sake of the other. And in turn, when you do that, that love reciprocates like we talked about, that reciprocal love. Um, that begins with Christ himself first. And of course, now with the, with the couple through the sacrament. And, and that's one thing that, at least here's the last thing, here's, couples have to recognize that you can't do these things 100% of your own, of your own will. You can desire it all you want, you won't be able to do it, like I'm telling you right now. That's why Christ elevates this relationship into a marriage, because with Christ, then you can do these things 100%. You know, I heard an example of a guy just, you know, he would say, I can't, I can't truly desire to give 100% to my bride by bringing her a glass of water. Like, no, like I have to have kind of that, that love that God has for me in turn that love is then given to her to go give her a simple glass of water. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like St. Therese and it's echoed by uh, St. Mother Teresa, that do the small things with great love. And when that takes, pl- when that takes place, oh, then that, that love is complete. And then that love reciprocates itself. And then if you have children, then it reciprocates to the children. And, pe- and people notice, people see that. Like it's not, and it's not to, for them to see, yet it's, important that they see and, and you know our constant little insignificant reminders you know with your mom um me to her her to me the simple famous you know reminder ama y déjate amar okay love and allow allow yourself to be loved i think that ama y déjate amar um it was a constant reminder that okay i need to do this okay mm-hmm. i need to do this and it was a reminder where the type of love you're going to do this is because you want to have this love being experienced by two into one mm-hmm. that's basically what today this particular podcast is all about so when it comes to the monday married man i'm asking all the men i'm asking all the ladies um both husband and wife to give yourself a Beto said, you know, the five-minute personal retreat, the 10-minute personal retreat. Um, In our society, they have even invented the me time. Mm -hmm. Another very, you know, pointless, I say pointless because selfish, you know, uh, propaganda. The me time. Déjenme sola. Déjenme solo. No. You know, even scripture, even God says, man should not be alone. Same thing with women. You know, should not be alone. So when we have this couples, the two into one, love and allow yourself to be loved.